Hey guys, this is Kyle. And Lauren with Steadfast Marriage Podcast. Listen, we want to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Would you do us a favor and share this podcast on your social platform? Lauren and I want to get this content into as many homes as possible. And our promise to you is that all conversation will be Christ-centered and authentic as we talk all things marriage, parenting, and personal finances. So let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to the Steadfast Marriage Podcast. My name is Kyle. This is my beautiful wife, Lauren, and we are absolutely thrilled to be back with you today. We're going to talk about a topic that I believe at some point or another we can all uh, lean into. We can all say, man, I have been there. We've we've done that. We could use uh, some how-tos, and that's this idea of uh, processing and walking through trauma together, walking through trauma as a couple. And this was really kind of birthed out of a situation that we walked through uh, with one of our sons, Grayson. He's got a medical condition, a very rare condition that uh, certainly threw us a curveball when he was first born. Uh, but recently he, uh, I don't even know how you say it, contracted. Is that yes. what it is? Contracted <laughs> salmonella. And um, We tried having a farm with chickens. Needless yeah. to say, the farm dreams are over. Yeah, we got rid of them. <laughs> quick live, very quick live. The heart was, was good behind it. We wanted to have it you know, for us and the boys. And needless to say, uh, when Grayson had it, uh, Salmonella, that was it. That was the end all be all. We were, we were done with that. But we want to talk about processing together, going through an outside trauma. And what we're not talking about is we're not talking about conflict. We're not talking about relational conflict. We're talking about legit trauma, a loss of a loved one, a death in the family, a, a diagnosis that has rocked you to the core, right? Mm-hmm. So something something other than, hey, I'm upset at this person or I lost my job, okay, even though that can be traumatic. Yeah, that could be traumatic. Uh, something that just happens to you and it just hits you like a curveball. Yeah. And this is something that we have gone through in the past, but recently going through the situation with Grayson. We were in the hospital for six days. We have four boys. We have a baby who wasn't even one yet. And trying to walk through that, uh, we looked back afterwards seeing how different we went through this trauma versus the last times that we've dealt with him being sick. Uh, We have not handled it the same way in the past. And so we really learned that Somewhere along the way, we've we've grown. Yeah, there was a conversation in the kitchen, I think, where we said, uh, for whatever reason, this was rough. And there was some uh, full transparency. There were rough days and rough nights, right? Right. But we got to the other side of it, and there was a conversation in the kitchen where we both were just kind of, hey, you know what? For whatever reason, we got through that okay. And we were emotional, and there were hard days, but... We were okay the yeah. whole time, right? Yeah, or even proud of how we walked through it as a family, as a couple. Uh, for example, in the past, when Grayson would be starting to have symptoms of being sick, I know personally I would be very stressed out, and anyone around me was collateral damage that received my stress upon them. So I would just maybe lash out, frustrating, you know, in a situation trying to answer a simple question of where's the milk, and I'm, you know, I'm dealing with stress in my head. So the where's the milk turns into a huge. Um, moment for me when it didn't need to be that way. So carrying that stress, projecting it on others. And we walked through this and looking back saying, wow, we've really grown and changed in our marriage. We've grown and changed in our uh, faith journey. And we've gotten a little bit uh, stronger in this area. 
And obviously we still have more to go. It wasn't perfect. That's not what I mean. I just mean that we look back and said, wow, there's been growth. And so where there's growth, there's always a testimony. Mm -hmm. And that's where we would like to, you know, kind of camp out today. So first thing is talking about processing emotions. When something hits your family, it can it hits you like a curveball, like we said, and you don't necessarily process emotions in the same way. So Kyle, he processes emotions. We've already talked about this in the past. He goes into another room and needs space. I process it verbally. I need to talk it out. I need to just walk through it. I need whatever it is, I, I need to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so processing emotions and being in temp intentional to step back, process what's happening, look at the facts, and try not to guide your next steps or how you're going to go through this by emotional feelings. Um, And having open dialogue, you know, talking to each other about where you're at. If Mm -hmm. you are struggling with it, maybe, you know, talking it out and saying, today is a really hard day for me. I'm really upset with the situation. Your spouse can pull you out of that. Your spouse can pray with you, pray over you in that time. Don't jump in the the hole with the person who is struggling that day. I think I think that that's one of the big things that we looked at is like one of us would be frustrated by the situation in the moment, and then the other one would speak life and speak truth and speak God's truth over the other and it would pull us out of that hole in that moment yeah and i think i think having the awareness the situational awareness of okay today's a day where i need to process or today's a day i need to lean on my spouse and i and there are days on both sides of this here where i'll go to lauren and i'll sometimes in very dramatic fashion i'll just take her hands put them on my head and pray for me pray for me right (laughs) now right yeah but there's other days when there's just a spiritual weight there's a spiritual weight that comes with the trauma the trial that you're going through and you may not be able to pinpoint it you just you you say things like i feel like i'm in a fog or i'm in a funk today or i woke up on the wrong side of the bed so it's not necessarily something you can pinpoint but allow your spouse to to pull you out what lauren said is so good don't get into the whole don't go down and stay in the valley with that person. It's okay to go in the valley with the intention of pulling them up, right? But let's not stay in that valley together. Um, let's really work to to live out iron sharpens iron, another mm-hmm. man sharpens another man. Right? Yeah, and what you said, going into the valley, it's okay to go into it, meaning don't just brush off the feelings that they're they're experiencing. It's very real, and sometimes the, the pain is just too much. Yeah. So going yeah. in and hearing the pain and, and listening to them that day is okay to listen to, but then don't let them stay there. You need to pull each other out yeah. and... And men, I, men, I want to talk to you here specifically because when when Lauren and I first got married, when I would hear her share pain or I would hear her share emotion, my defense mechanism was to uh, have a rebuttal for everything. I She's saying, I feel this, I feel hurt, I feel upset, whatever. I would immediately have a rebuttal, not because I didn't want her to talk, but because my protection instinct came out. I didn't want my bride to be hurt. I didn't want her to be angry. I didn't want her to have this right. burden. And so I would unknowingly, I would shut shut her down. Men and women process very different. Yeah. That to me made me feel almost like 
you didn't care yeah. and you just wanted me to move on yep. from what I was feeling in that moment, yeah. not what you meant, yeah. but until we actually pinpointed what the issue was, yeah. we continued to yeah. go down that, yeah. that trail. And when you listen to your spouse, when you listen to anyone for that matter, you, you assign dignity to them. Okay. And so whether you are the emotional, right. And, and I say emotional, someone who processes by verbally speaking it out and just needed to verbally process their thoughts, or you're someone who says like me, Hey, I need to go find a laundry pile and, and an empty room for 30 minutes so I can work through this. Allow each other to process in the way and then come together, okay? But men, be intentional to listen. Assign dignity to your wife. Uh, Validate where she's at. Let her know it's a safe spot for her to process those thoughts. If there's a day where she's in that valley, you go down. You're the protector. You're the armor bearer. You pull her up and you speak truth and life into her After after she has had an opportunity to process emotionally, right? Women on the other side of it, same thing. If you feel like your husband has been um, a, a little, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, removed, distant, or um, disengaged, right? They're they're probably processing a lot in their head. Ask them how, how you know, Sometimes you have to pull it out of guys, and, that, and that's just the nature of the beast, right? So allow yourself to process, look at the facts. Let's mm-hmm. not be, um, let's not be motivated by our emotions, and we know the emotions are going to be there. Okay, right. so look at the facts, follow those, and always question the emotion. Right? Is this emotion valid before you allow it to drive your next, uh, your next move? Okay. Right. Critical, absolutely critical. You've got to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Okay. Yeah. You have to get up in the morning. You have to put your feet on the floor. And I realize that depending on the magnitude of the situation, mm-hmm. right, it that's different. And there is different weight to that. The trial does not have to be the end of your book. The trial does not have to be the end of your story. The trial is the end and it has won when you allow it to win, okay? So when you say, I'm going to make a conscious decision today and I'm going to get up and I'm going to trudge my way. And and listen, if we're just honest, some days we're just trudging our way through. God, give me strength. Carry me today because I don't have it. And it's especially important for our kids too. If you have children and, and something has hit your family and you're having to process this, it's important to put one foot in front of the other for the kids as well. It doesn't mean that you cover up your emotion. It doesn't mean that you don't show them what you're going through. It just means that in spite of what we're going through, we still have to push through. We still have to carry on and we're still trusting the Lord to, to bring us through the trial. Yeah. Yeah. And it might be messy and it might mean that you have an up and down day, but you're still pressing on. You're still driving them to the soccer game. You're still taking them mm. to school or whatever you're doing. You're still carrying through. You're protecting obviously the in right. Yeah. But you're also you're doing this in due time. I mean, I'm not saying if you have a family member pass away right now, you're gonna take them to soccer tonight. That's not what I mean. I think we all know yeah. that I'm I'm talking about in due time. When you feel that it's right to start getting back up and going, you need to get back up and going as quickly as you can, as quickly as the Lord prompts your heart to do so. Pray through it and allow Him to show you what your kids need to go through this with you because they need normalcy. They, Their world feels completely upside down when there's not normalcy and when they see mom and dad hurting. So just remember that when you're going through that, if you have children, especially whether they're young, whether they're teenagers, Mm. teenagers process it completely differently. And you make 
be feel that they don't actually care, but they do care. They just don't like to see you that way and they don't know how to handle it. So sometimes them going off in their room is just them trying to process it on their yeah, own. Yeah, but yeah. we need them to come. Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just going to say not not to go off on a bunny trail, but even even with your children, right? Regardless of what age, high school and younger, there's a whole range. When, when you're going through a trauma and, and it is visible to them that mom and dad are hurting or mom and dad are in, in the middle of a mess, all right, two, two very important points here. One, by you putting one foot in front of the other, all right, you're showing them, whether they process it in that moment or not, you're showing them the resiliency that we have when, when we can say, no matter what comes against us, right? Scripture says that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. So no matter what we're faced with, we're going to persevere. We're going to overcome. We are overcomers, Scripture says, okay? But the other side is allow grace for your kids, right? Because they're going to process it too, right? They're going to pick up on the fact that mom and dad are hurting. Mom and dad feel something. Even if they don't know the details, they're going to you may see things that are completely uncharacteristic of your kids. We've seen it with right. all four of ours at different times. Well, I say all four. We have a one-year-old. I don't think he was doing <laughs> much. All the three older ones. But we saw different random, uh, sometimes, uh, for honest, outbursts, sometimes just very uh, emotional. Uh, and then other times they were just very open and say, I, I, I don't like this. I want I want grace in home or I don't like the way this feels. And so allow some grace in that regard too. Yeah, and open up dialogue. I know we talked about it before when processing, but open up dialogue for the family, open up dialogue just to say, you know, how are you doing? What are you thinking about the situation? What are your feelings? You know, what do you want to pray about? What is something that you're struggling with? And you do that with each other as spouses, but also as a family. And it can, it can really carry you through. And we, we sometimes don't necessarily stop to pray in those moments. And if we do pray, it's just take this away from us because we don't want to walk through this, but we can pray, Lord, draw near to us in this time. Show us something in this moment. That's good. I'm reminded of a father I talked to and and this, this dad had lost his son. His son was a teenage um, young man, had fought cancer for several years. And he said, uh, when, when I look back on the impact that he had, his son had this one saying, we're talking about a young man, teenage, fought cancer for several years, and he would tell his doctors and he would tell his dad, not every day is a good day, but there's good in every day. And so what Lauren's saying is that we can find the good in the day. Lord, I don't like how this feels. This this situation is more than I can bear. Lord, show me the blessing in today. Show me where you are. Reveal yourself to us in the midst of this trial because he's promised in scripture to never leave you and never forsake you. So give us a glimmer of your peace and your grace. Give us a glimmer of your blessings in the middle of this chaos and in the middle of this tragedy. And the the, the next thing is this, and I would say highlight, italicize, uh, put it on your fridge if this is not something that comes natural to you, is to cast your cares on the Lord. Cast your cares on the Lord. First Peter 5, 7 says to cast all your anxiety on him. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you, right? Another translation says cast your worries, okay? No matter what you're going through, we serve a big God. He is a big God. He's the creator of the universe, okay? Matthew eleven twenty nine 29 says this, take my yoke upon you. Learn from me for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And I can't think of uh, any 
better place to be when you're walking through tragedy or you're walking through a trial than the words that are described in that in that passage of scripture is gentle, humble, and that you will find rest for your soul. So often we're so busy fighting that battle. Our, our, our spirits are so in turmoil that it's impossible for us to rest. And if you're not familiar with what a yoke is, a yoke is a wooden uh, cross piece that is fastened over the necks of the two animals and it's attached to their load that they're supposed to pull. It's attached to the plow. It's attached to the cart. It goes over their neck, okay? So I want you to picture when you hear that, take my yoke upon you. He, Jesus is saying, in exchange for your burden, in exchange for the weight, in exchange for what has your neck down and you facing the ground, I want you to take my yoke upon you for I am gentle and I'm humble and I'll give you rest. He's the lifter of our eyes. You're going to walk through a trial. He's going to lift your head. You're going to walk through it uh, feeling the, the weight of the world when you give your cares to him, that weight of the world's gone, right? There's that, there's that divine exchange when you say, God, I need you today. Take this pain, take this weight, right? Yeah. Yeah, and um, we actually have a friend. Uh, she's our pastor's wife, and we're blessed to call her friend as Woo-hoo. well. <laughs> but her name is Jeanette Lynn Willis, and she wrote a book. She actually just recently published it, and it is out available on Amazon. Don't go there till you get there. And oftentimes, we go there before we need to get there, if we're honest, in a situation. If you get a call from the doctor and it doesn't look good, well, you're already 10 steps ahead of them before you even have a real diagnosis, right? Uh, Sometimes you just go down the path of, well, what's going to happen if if this happens and then this and this, and you're planning everything that's happening, but it's not actually reality. And and the Lord can... Yeah, the Lord can shut different doors and open other doors and make a way here and there. And so, you know, maybe death is not the final answer, but you think it is because of that diagnosis. Or maybe you think that you might be um, handicapped from something, but yet there's a new treatment out there that the Lord has blessed a doctor with an, an idea and there's a new thing out there that's going to work for that disease and you won't, won't be handicapped. There's yeah. so many different things that you can go ahead of yourself in. And so this book is wonderful. And I just thought so beautifully that it ties into what we're talking about today. So if you're interested, go ahead on Amazon and and check that out. I, I highly recommend it. We'll put the uh, we'll put the link in the show notes. Okay, it's it's on Amazon. It's available on Kindle. Uh, you can obviously find us on sh- social media if you have any any trouble finding that. But what Lauren is saying is true. This is what this book represents. But it also for everyday life. What if? The economy crashes. What if I lose my job? What if, what if, what if? And we spend so much time talking and worrying and and, uh, allowing our spirit to be riddled with fear for doors that we've never even walked through yet and doors that we're not even face to face with with yet. And so this is what Jeanette Lynn uh, addresses in this book. And it is uh, absolutely saturated with scripture and it is saturated with truth. Okay. This is not a self-help book. This is not a, uh, these are a Opinions. This is from the truth, from the book, right? Straight out of scripture for you. So again, we'll put this in the show notes. Uh, but but to wrap that this this whole episode up and just put a bow on it, I want to encourage you, whether you're walking through a trial now, you're facing trauma together, 
uh, lean on each other, allow, allow grace with one another, okay? Allow the crisis to drive you together, not apart. Don't allow the enemy any opportunity in your marriage to put a wedge between you. Be very intentional, very intentional with your time uh, and very intentional with uh, communicating, okay? But be very intentional as well with, with making sure that every single day you're casting that, that care on him. You're putting that weight at the foot of the cross because essentially without that, you're carrying a burden that you weren't meant to carry. Yeah. And these are things that you can practice every day. Like you said, it doesn't necessarily have to be in a trial. Obviously, when the trial comes, you want to be ready for it. So if you're already doing these these things, if you're already processing on emotion through anything that you go through in a day, or if you're already praying together and over each other every day, and if you're already getting up when it's hard on the days that you don't feel like it or want to, or it's difficult, and then if you're already casting your worries on the Lord, then when the trial comes, you're ready. Yeah, your daily habits, your, your daily habits will then have built a foundation for you that can sustain you when the trial comes or when that next situation comes. So guys, that's all we have for you today. We look forward to jumping back in here in about a month. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon.